Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. I'm Cody. And I'm Sawyer. And we're just two guys shooting the breeze. And we're actually coming to you from Florida right now. Yeah, yeah. We're down in PCB uh, on vacation right now. And we figured, why not? I, I feel good. We're on the beach. It's, you know, hard not to... Name yeah. drop. We're on Rosemary Beach. We're on Rosemary Beach. Yes, sir. And we wanted to say happy late 4th of July. Yeah. Thank you for everybody who served. Thank you for... Uh, Fighting for our independence, and right? Everything. Or yeah. our uh, freedom, freedom. Yeah, because freedom isn't free. That's true. So, and on another note, we also have stickers now. Yeah. So for anybody who wants to buy a sticker, just DM uh, "Shooting the Breeze" podcast on Instagram, and they're two dollars a pop, and we'll get them to you. I think we got about forty of them yep. or so. Yep. So yeah, if you want a sticker, let us know, and we'll get them to you. And that will bring us to today's topic, yes, which, sir. which is one, I actually like talking about it. This one's fun, yeah. It is. It's, it's bulking versus cutting. So we kind of get to talk about, you know, all the things that come with bulking and putting mm-hmm. on size, but also it's a good um, kind of episode about how to also lose weight. Nutrition. Lean dietary, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we jump into macro portioning. We jump into intermittent fasting and what all that's like, mm-hmm. the benefits of that and everything. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You ready? I would recommend listening to episode two. three, or is it two? The fitness, yep, yeah. episode two. Before yeah, before this one, and you will go. We talk about whole foods, and because that's a big part of right. So if you haven't listened to episode two yet, go back, listen to episode two, and then come back to this one because right. it, it'll definitely give you like a, you know, a little guide to what we're going to be talking yeah. about today. So on that note, let's dive on in. All right, so cutting versus bulking. Yep. And everything that has to go with that. Light side versus dark side. So, wait, what? The light side versus the dark side. I know. Lifting. Which one's the dark side? Definitely bulking. Bulking's the dark side? I kind of like that. (laughs) They look like just units. They do. They do. And then it's crazy. I love seeing videos like that where it's like. Transformation. Yes. It's like they were in the the, middle of their bulking season and then Mm -hmm. they flash to like they're they're done with their cut and they just look like total beast. But yeah, we want to talk about uh, bulking and cutting. And the first thing before we talk about bulking and cutting, they all basically revolve around caloric maintenance caloric surplus and caloric deficit right so before we even talk about bulking and cutting we have to kind of explain what that is and how that works right so before you bulk or you cut you need to know what your caloric maintenance is yeah right so your caloric maintenance is basically how many calories you need to intake on a daily basis to maintain your current weight you're not you're not gaining any weight you're not losing any you're you're staying the same Mm -hmm. consistently so according to the national health service generally the recommended daily calorie intake is 2,000 calories a day for women and 2,500 for men right so that's an average and i don't really everybody's different everybody's Mm metabolism is different everybody burns calories different like People's eating habits are different, so that's all dependent upon like how much. Like if you if you work a physical job like outside or something like that, you might need a little more maintenance calories or something right, like that. Right, yeah. it really depends on what you're doing on a daily basis. So I recommend using CalorieCalculator.net, and all you have to do is you go in there, you put your age, your height, your weight, and your activity level, and it'll ask like. 
do you work out two to three times a week? How uh, intensive is the workout? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I feel like that gives you a more accurate calorie count and gives you a better calorie maintenance count. So yeah, just go to calorie caloriecalculator.net. Yep. Type in all your info and it should give you a, a better estimate of what your maintenance is. Mm-hmm. So once you know your maintenance calories, you can go to bulking or cutting from that point, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to start with bulking and kind of talk about what, what that means for a person, right? Right. So for bulking, you want to eat at a caloric surplus, mm-hmm. which basically just means eating more than your maintenance calories every yeah. day, Yeah. right? More than you burn. More than you burn. So they say to put on, you know, more weight for this bulk, you need to eat 10 to 20% more calories a day to prog- progressively yeah. start putting on this weight, right? Yeah. So let's take a round number. Let's say you have to eat 2,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. To, you know, just start out a bulk, you can move from 2,000 calories a day to 2,200 calories a day. Yeah. That would be a 10% increase, right. right? And you'll see over time, you'll progressively start putting on you know, that weight. Yeah. Slowly. It is slow. It is. It's a slow process. That's why I like bulks and cuts last months. This isn't like a weekly thing and you're done. Like this lasts a long time. So you got to realize it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. You Mm -hmm. know, what's the term? Rome wasn't built. Rome wasn't uh, built in a day. Yep. That's it. Rome wasn't built in a day. Wasn't built overnight. Whatever. (laughs) So that's what bulking means on a caloric level. Yeah. Now, cutting, on the other hand, I'm guessing y'all can see where we're going with this. <laughs> vice versa. Yeah. Cutting, we're you're eating. a lot of a, uh, Latin, you know. Vice versa. <laughs> this is actually a Latin episode. Yeah. Of, no. So, for cutting, you're going on the other end of the spectrum, and you're doing a caloric deficit, which means you are just eating less than what your maintenance calories are. Yeah. Right? Now, according to Harvard University Health, they say to lose one to two pounds a week at a, a safe rate because there, there is an unhealthy way to lose weight very quickly. You know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I wouldn't Don't starve yourself. Yeah, basically. That's where yeah, I was going. Like, don't don't starve yourself. To be cut and dry. Yeah, like just, just cut back a little bit and just watch it change over time. Don't, don't try to like just deprive yourself of food for, yeah, for days at a time. But to lose one to two pounds a week at a safe rate, you should cut your food or calorie consumption mm-hmm. by 500 to 1,000 calories. And so basically, if you're eating, we'll go back to the 2,000 round number. Yeah. If you're eating 2,000 to lose one to two pounds a week, which is actually a good bit per week, Yeah, that's... you need to cut back to either 1,500 or 1,000, which is like... That, that seems like you're starving yourself. It, it does. It does. That's why I would start slow, like maybe even 250. Cut them, mm-hmm. cut them down 250 calories. Then maybe if you can handle that, cut down to 500 calories so you can like... See how you feel. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to do such a drastic change to where like your body's just... You just feel like crap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're active and yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing. That's why I'd say to look at that caloriecalculator.net because mm-hmm. it'll show you not only what your uh, maintenance calories are, but it'll show you how to cut your calories to lose so much weight every right. week and stuff like that. And, and I feel like it's, that's the, a more safe way to do it than mm-hmm. just like, you know, ballparking and be like, oh yeah, I'll just cut, you know, my whole, one whole meal out of my day. And like, don't, don't do that. Like <laughs> have a number, set that number and, and try to hit that number every single day. Now, cutting 
doesn't always revolve around just losing weight. When you're talking right. about, because there's losing weight and then there's cutting. R- yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That is, a, that is a difference. So cutting is more getting lean, yeah, right? You're cutting. You're cutting fat. Yes. You're not trying to cut muscle or anything. You're not just trying to get your number down, right, your, your weight right. down. You're trying to actually lose body fat, but, but retain the muscle that you put on during your bulk. Mm-hmm. So, and that kind of brings us to macro portioning. Yep. So. Sorry, you want to tell them what the macros are? The macros? Oh, God, let me remember. Uh, it's protein. Protein? It's carbs. Carbs? And it's fats. Fats. There it is. That's it. That's the macros. And I think micros are um, like minerals and vitamins. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what mi- yeah. micros are. We might have to talk about that in another episode, but we're talking about macro portioning for today. So, yeah, you got your proteins, you got your carbs, and you got your fats. Now, when I talk about macro portioning, I'm basically talking about what percentage of your daily calories are proteins, mm-hmm. what percentage are carbs, and what percentage are fats, yeah. right? Proportions. Proportion, proportions. like how yeah. you're proportioning your, or yeah, proportioning your calories. calories every single day. So when it comes to cutting, mm-hmm. I would recommend doing a 45, 35, 20, which all this means is 45% of your daily calories are proteins. Yep. Then 35% of your daily calories are carbs. Mm-hmm. And then the last 20% is your fats. This is cutting? This is cutting. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so, and, and, and I know like people are like, how do, you, how do you keep up with your macros? Like, how do you do that? I recommend down, downloading like MyFitnessPal, which is an app in the app mm-hmm. store, or MyNetDiary. Mm-hmm. Um, anything like, <clears throat> ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I just hit puberty for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> anything like that will, uh, all you have to do is like you can insert the um, barcode yeah, into the yeah. app, or you can like just type it like what you ate, like, mm-hmm. and it gets pretty specific. Like you can do like a, a number one at Chick Fil A, yeah, and it'll show you the calories, it'll show you the macros, it'll show it's you. It's pretty good. Yeah, like and um, which are you talking about the macros for a number one? Yeah, at Chick Fil A. Yeah, you think so, bro? That protein. I mean, that's all that's I ever look at. Say. That's all I ever look at is protein. Basically. I guess what is that? The sandwich, the fries, and a drink. I think the sandwich is like. 27 grams a protein yeah how many carbs do you think it is oh i mean a good bit because the bread and then the french fries are literally nothing but carbs yeah but once again look at me yeah <laughs> probably the, not the most yeah nutritious. i'm not the best i'm not the best uh <laughs> we're, we're still at the point in life where we can eat almost anything and still like you know be being <laughs> throw back to episode two throw back to episode two be in decent shape um so yeah i recommend doing a 45 35 20 now you need to just use the app one day without trying to adjust your macros at all yeah. just just eat. see what you're you're what you're taking in yeah you need to see how your macros are already portioned so like just go about your day like you would any other maybe day. even a week <laughs> go yeah, a week. I, maybe even a week and just like eat what you normally would eat mm-hmm. put it all in the app and then see where your macros are lying. like there you have a baseline to make your adjustments right yeah. and i guarantee you a lot of you it's probably gonna be like 33, 33, 33, <laughs> it's going to be like 33% of it's proteins, 33% carbs, 33% fats, which isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're trying to cut and get rid of that body fat, you need to cut some fats out and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, increase the protein that you're taking in. Yeah. So now on the other hand, when we're talking about bulking, there's two different ways to bulk, okay? <laughs> and, and this is, <laughs> is going to determine how you 
portion your macros, right? Yeah. So you have a clean bulk, mm-hmm. and then you have the good old dirty bulk. Yes. Now, I've, I've dirty bulked before. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it is crazy. great. It is great, because you literally just eat whatever you want, and as long as you get in the gym and lift some heavy weight, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're going to put on the muscle, but the difference between a clean bulk and a dirty bulk mm-hmm. is that a dirty bulk, you're going to be putting on a little more fat. Yeah. Clean then, bulk is like, I'm going to put on the muscle with putting as just the a, minimal amount of fat I can. Yes. Wait, wait, you talking about a dirty or clean? Clean. Yeah, yeah. So a clean, it's like, I'm trying to put on the most muscle with the least amount of fat. Right. So, which is a little harder than a dirty bulk because you actually have to watch what you eat it's, when you're bulking. Yeah, very calculated. Dirty bulk, on the other hand, you can drink Sprites all day, eat cotton candy yeah. for breakfast. Like, it doesn't matter. You're just trying to put calories in your body, but you're going to put on muscle. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But you're also going to put on a good bit of fat. <laughs> a so good get, bit of fat. Which is not bad, but when it comes back to your cutting season, when you're done bulking, it makes, you're, it, makes oh it a lot my harder. Gosh, you're talking about having to cut all that fat back off. It's like, it, and your it body's is, gotten used to taking in that much. It, like, it, it's a challenge. Like, it's probably better to clean bulk, but like I said, you got to be pretty disciplined and, and it, it can take some time to, to get used to that, that eating style. Mm-hmm. So, now for a bulking macro portion, mm-hmm. you know, control. I would do a 35, 35, 30 for clean bulking. Yeah. Right. So that means 35% of your calories are going to be um, protein. Protein. 35 mm-hmm. is going to be carbs. Mm-hmm. And then the other 30 is going to be fats. Yep. Now, people are like, okay, well, why can't I use the same macros that I was using cutting, you know, the 45, 35, 20? Why can't I just do that bulking and I'll just eat more? Well, what you don't realize is like when you're having to take in like 3,000 calories yeah, a day. it gets hard to do and that. And 45% of the 3,000 calories is nothing but proteins. You are talking about eating so much That's a clean bulk. That's meat. A, that's a yes. very... Like you will be... I don't even think you put on that much fat, but you would have yeah. to eat like... I kid you not, like probably a chicken breast every hour. Well, it's like the, the movie stars do where they eat... Uh, like yeah. chicken breast and broccoli like every day. Yeah, but they also got professional cooks in their kitchen well, yeah. like making them the most unseasoned like, chicken. <laughs> yeah, the most yeah. like nutritious meals of their lives. So yeah. it's like they kind of I mean obviously I'm not, I don't have a, well I got Cassidy. I guess that's a personal chef, but I ain't trying to do it like that. That's crazy. <laughs> I ain't trying to do you it just like said that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that, but she she cooks for me. So she is she's yeah. I, I'm just going to leave it at that, but um yeah, when it comes to the, the bulking, I recommend doing a 35, 35, 30. Mm-hmm. So basically, we cut our proteins back yeah. and we increased our fat percentage, right? Now, the reason you do that is because you got to realize for every one gram of protein, mm-hmm. there's four calories in that. Yeah. Every one gram of carbs, there's four calories in that. Mm-hmm. Every one gram of fat, there's nine calories in that. So you're yeah. talking over double the. Um, calories for fats than proteins and carbs yeah right so it makes it much easier because you don't have to eat as much when you increase your fats because fats have more calories in them and i actually have like a little for instance here so for the average boneless chicken breast which Mm -hmm. is six ounces yeah there's 168 calories okay six ounce chicken breast 168 calories one tablespoon of olive oil is how much you think uh, it's in the hundreds. It's 120 calories. Yeah. So, you know, you got to look at it like that. Which one's taking up less stomach room? 
right? A tablespoon yeah. of olive oil or a, a six ounce chicken breast. Yeah. Right? right. So that's why you have to change up your macros for bulking and, cook and add your more chicken fats. And olive oil. Yeah. There you go. And that's what a lot of people <laughs> if do. If you're bulking, yeah, cook your chicken and olive oil. I'm telling you, I was asking a guy at the gym the other day because I was like, dude, how'd you get so big? Because like he's leaning out now, mm-hmm. he's cutting. But I was like, dude, how'd you get so big? He was like, bro, I just, he said, I put olive oil in everything that I cooked. He was yeah. like, spaghetti, you know, chicken, whatever. He was like, I just threw a couple of tablespoons in there. Mm-hmm. He was like, cause dude, that's like free calories right there. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, um, despite what you might be told, it's healthy fats too. That's true. It's the good fats. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's definitely better than like the saturated fats in a Twinkie right. or something like right. that. Right. And so, but he also was like, yeah, dude, I drank like a couple Cokes a day and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh gosh, that just sounds, I'm not a big Coke or drinker or anything like that. I can do sweet tea, which that's got a lot of calories in it. But, but yeah, he he was talking like crazy, like melting down ice cream and right. And just drinking. And I'm like, eh, I'm good. You know what? Actually I'm good. So yeah, but that's how you have to change your, your macros when it comes to cutting and bulking. And the only mm-hmm. big difference here is you're increasing your fat percentage on yeah. the bulk than you would for the cut. And that right. makes it easier to get the protein in. The, well, it just makes it easier to do the surplus. Right. Because it makes it, because you, you don't realize like when you're bulking, like it, it is actually challenging. It is hard to get to the, consume yeah. that many calories a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you see all those huge guys like, um, I can't remember the strong man, uh, winner. His name's Brian. Um, I can't remember his last name, but he he won like strongman for the yeah. USA, and he was like he said the hardest part isn't working out. He was like it's sitting eating. down and eating all the. Was food. it Jay Cutler? He was talking about doing like five thousand calories a day. That's crazy. That's just, just insane. I couldn't imagine. That sounds like terrible. Because you gotta think you'd like fool all the time, oh, and God. you have to go I work know, out. I don't know how you work out like that. That's what I'm saying. Like I can't I can't work out on a full stomach. No, I, feel like I have terrible. to like if I eat, I have to give it like an hour before I go work out. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm I'm at as well. So that brings us to another cutting. I'm so I'm going from macro portioning. I have different topics here. We're going right. from you know the caloric surplus deficit to macro portioning, and now we're coming to intermittent fasting. Oh uh, yeah, and this is a really great cutting technique, right? Mm-hmm. So for those that don't know what inter- intermittent fasting is, it's basically a way of not eating scheduling scheduling when you eat yeah right so so when you intermittent fast and there's tons of different ways you can do it that you know there's some people that do like five days that they'll eat you know their caloric maintenance and Mm -hmm. then the other two days they just won't they'll eat like 500 calories for the whole day or something like that but the best and and, uh, recommended intermittent fasting technique is the 16-8 technique Mm -hmm. so this means 16 hours of the day you do not eat fast. You fast. You fast. <laughs> yeah. That's what we call fast. Um, but the other eight hours of the day, you eat what you would normally eat, like mm-hmm. your caloric maintenance, or mm-hmm. if you're trying to lose weight, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that is. So you eat for eight hours of the day. And when I did it, cause I, I intermittent fasted for a while cause I was trying to cut my body fat. And that's, yeah. that's what intermittent fasting does for people that mm-hmm. don't know. So when you fast, your body runs off of glucose right. okay, f- that you get from carbohydrates, right? So your body burns glucose before it burns anything else because it's the easiest thing to burn. Yes. Right? Now, after the 10 to 12 hour range, when you have been fasted, mm-hmm. your body now has burned off all the glucose. Mm-hmm. Now it has to go to the second easiest thing to burn, which is? Which is fat. 
fat. Yeah. Exactly. So your body starts now burning off this fat. So a lot of people do intermittent fasting, not just because they're trying to cut, but they have like stubborn fat, like lower belly yeah. fat, uh, love handles, um, whatever else. They'll intermittent fast because it actually attacks like stubborn body fat and helps you burn that off, right? Yeah. And it's not like you have to work out any harder. It's just control mm-hmm. when you eat, right? Yeah. So well, you're, I, it's, you're, you're, eating, you're eating when you're going to use it. Right. When you're going to be working or, you know, you're going to use what you're taking in. Yeah. As opposed to eating when you're sitting at home doing nothing. Right. And that's the, the, that was the hardest thing for me when I did it was I did 11 a.m. to 7 Mm p.m. I did that eight hour range every single day. That's when I would eat. And it really wasn't hard in the morning because I wasn't really crazy about eating breakfast anyways. Mm -hmm. But it was after 7 p.m., Till I went to bed, dude, I was like craving something. Cause that's like when you break out the desserts and everything like that. Yeah. And I was like always craving something, but, but that's the benefit of it too. Like that's why it's set up the way it is. Cause like, if you think about your breakfast foods, it's usually a good, like let's say sausage or bacon, you know, something yeah. like that. those are fatty. Yeah. Those are, um, or oatmeal, like people be putting right. sugar. Yeah. It's, it's it, not- it cuts out those really, uh, uh, costly foods right and same as that at night you're not eating your desserts or your ice cream or something like that dang you know what yeah. i never thought about that yeah, yeah. It's, it's cutting out those the 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 really costly food yeah the, the food that's actually like probably the worst for you, you you're yeah. eating in the morning <laughs> yeah. or or you know after dinner for- cereal cereals uh carby is all get out oh my goodness yeah it's, cereal has so much sugar whether you eat it. cereal in the morning or at night i'm telling you <laughs> some people would be eating that yeah, dessert, man. both man i'm saying but yeah that was the hardest the hardest part for me was that after that 7 p.m and i couldn't eat anymore i was like oh my goodness like i'm starving but you also got to think when people are like oh my gosh i can't eat for 16 hours we also got to think you're sleeping. Sleeping for, for probably eight of them. Uh, yeah, eight hours of that. So really you're only eating for eight hours and it's broken up between the morning and that afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend intermittent fasting for that stubborn body fat or just body fat in general. And according to John Hopkins, Hopkins Medicine, intermittent fasting also benefits your thinking and memory, heart health, physical performance, and helps prevent type 2 diabetes and obesity. So hard to argue. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like, it's hard to argue that. And I saw a video the other day talking about for men, it like helps increase testosterone levels and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's a fact. I'll have to do some more research on that. But I've heard that there's tons of great benefits of doing intermittent fasting. And it actually kind of makes sense because you got to think about it. Like back in the day, it wasn't like, yeah, you just walked up to old McDonald's and got you a Big Mac, right? Well, when you're, when you're hungry, like quite literally you're you're hungry like right. your your body is like it's ready to go it's ready to hunt so to say right um you know it's it, i think that's why is it kind of it trains your body to like you know that 4 hour window or whatever, whatever time you wake up and right. you've had nothing you're kind of in go mode because your body's looking for it's meal basically right. and that and it, that's a good point because they say when you're like in your fasted state after so long like mm-hmm. you're 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 so much more focused and stuff mm-hmm. like that so it makes sense for you know back back in the old days hunter like, gatherer right like, yeah. you, you actually had to go out you had to hunt for your food and like you know gather berries or nuts or whatever that whatever you you know had around you mm-hmm. and you know you might be fasting for a day or two before yeah. you're actually eating again and so, you know, it kind of come. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like they, they were, you know, either in famine or feasting. Yeah. And so they one were or the other. probably constantly intermittent fasting without even like realizing it. But now we have food available to us all the time. So it's like, oh, yeah, I don't need to intermittent fast. 
But yes, I highly recommend inter- intermittent fasting. And so that's that's kind of the the food portion of bulking mm-hmm. and cutting, right? Mm-hmm. But I also want to talk about the exercising. The fun part. Right, the exercising part of it, right? <laughs> because you can do all this, but if you don't exercise, you're really... You're not getting the, you're, everything out of it. There's, there's so much more potential with the exercise mm-hmm. included, right? So when it comes to bulking and cutting, you, you exercise differently, yes. right? So for bulking, you want to exercise... Or I say exercise. You want to lift heavier... Mm-hmm. With less reps. Yeah, we're, we're, when we say exercise, we're talking about... We're talking about weight lifting, lifting weights in the gym, sorry. I, I Anaerobic. Been, right. I'm not talking about, like, I guess going for a run is strength exercising. training. I'm talking about actual strength training, lifting weights, moving them in the gym. So, when you're, when you're bulking, like I said, you want to do heavier weight, but less reps, right? Mm-hmm. You're, the workout itself is more strength training based. You're trying to increase your strength. Right. Trying to increase your strength, trying to increase your size part of the bulk itself, mm-hmm. right? Now, on the other hand, when you're cutting, mm-hmm. you want to do the total opposite. You want to do less weight with more reps because yeah. that makes the exercise itself, it has more of a caloric burn. Right. Right. Well, yeah. And you're teaching your body to, like when you're doing quote unquote more, right. at least more repetitions, right. you're training your body to use the food it has more efficiently for, because it's more endurance. Right, right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. so you and you could argue this. You could be like, okay, well, when I lift heavier and I do less rate, uh, reps for a bulk. So you could argue whenever you say, oh, well, if you're bulking and you're lifting more weight but you're doing less reps, aren't you still burning more energy because you're lifting heavier weight? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but you got to realize when you're cutting and you're doing less weight with more reps, mm-hmm. you're doing more of the movement itself. It's really probably about the same. But your diet is what affords you how you can train. Right. So, and you got to think like when you're doing a bulking exercise versus a cutting exercise, the bulking exercise is a much shorter than the cutting exercise. Right. It's because shorter. You have to do so many more movements in the cutting exercise with mm-hmm. less weight, more reps. And so you have more of a caloric burn than you would on a strength training bulking exercise. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and it, I could kind of the way I think about it is like a bulking exercise is strength training mm-hmm. and a cutting exercise is like muscular endurance training, right, right. right? You're not really trying to build the muscle up anymore. You're just trying to maintain it and mm-hmm. uh, build your endurance with that muscle. Yeah. So for example, if I was bulking, right? And let's right. just pick, and I'm not talking about a whole workout. I'm going to pick chest a, day, right? Let's say we're doing chest day. Let's say we're on flat bench, right? Best day. And I'm, yeah, chest day, best day. Good Lord. I love it. But yeah, let's say we're we're doing a uh, flat bench, right? Yeah. So we're doing flat bench. All right. If I'm bulking, mm-hmm. let's say my max is two twenty five, right? We're just throwing numbers out there. So all right, <laughs> what? That's great, I, man. My max is more than that. All right. I know. I just love that he just likes to throw that number. I out. do. I do. Like it's just different when you can do two twenty five. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, we're cutting that little play. <laughs> little flex there. So let's say my max is 225, right? But I want to lift heavy because I'm bulking, right? But right. I want to do less reps. Maybe I'll do 185 yeah. for six, right? right? Yeah. Not not high reps, but pretty high weight because that's around 75% of what my yeah. total max is, right? So now let's go to the other spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm cutting and my mm-hmm. max is 225. Well, now we might do 
I don't know. 155? 155, 165, somewhere right there. And we're going to do for 10 10 reps, right? We're going to do a whole set of 10 reps. And another thing is we, we, we talked about the reps, but we didn't really talk about the sets. Right. For the bulking... Like I said, we, I would only do maybe six reps, and mm-hmm. I also may only do three sets of six reps. Mm-hmm. While on the other side of that, for the cutting, when I'm doing 155, 165, I'll probably do 10 reps for four sets. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's why cutting, it's such a longer exercise because you're mm-hmm. doing more sets, you're doing more reps, you're burning more calories overall. There's nothing magic about those numbers, by the way. It's no. just like your goal is still work out the muscle, get the muscle tired, and break down right. the muscle Right, you're trying to reach uh, muscle hy- hypertrophy. Yeah. And so, you know, and people are like, well, do I need to do a certain percentage of my, my max? No, just... Do what you can do. Exactly. Try to see where your weight is at 10 reps and try to stick with that. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you're struggling on the very first set to do 10... Yeah, you probably, you probably you, need to go You're down. not going to sustain that for three sets. Mm-hmm. So, so cut the weight and try again. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of an example of how you would um, exercise in a bulk versus a cut. Mm -hmm. And that's really all we have today for bulking versus cutting. But we wanted to talk about the food portion size size, side of it (laughs) and also the exercising side of it and and what that entails. But that would put us in God is good time. And I have a pretty wholesome story this week. I don't know why I like, I love you stories. You love wholesome stories. I love wholesome stories. And I love them when they got dogs in them, man. Cause I'm like, yes, a dog. That's two bro. points. That's two strikes right there. Hold up, hold up. Oh my God. That was mid. Mm. <laughs> I think emotional. All right. So I'll talk right now, I guess, since he's occupied. Um. All right. So the story I have for you today is about a man named Bubba Nullish. Bubba Nullish. Bubba Nullish, who lives in Grand Prairie, Texas, and he has this precious little dog named Bullet. Oh, Bubba and Bullet. Bubba and Bullet, B&B. the dynamic duo. <laughs> yeah, I know it. So Bubba loved Bullet, his dog, and he had him for around four years. And he, uh, Bubba actually said he got Bullet because he was going through like this season of depression or something like that. And he adopted Bullet to, to help him get through mm-hmm. it, right? Now, one day on April 13th of this year, 2023, Bubba got a bacterial infection that hospitalized him and actually put him in a coma for three weeks, right? Gotcha. Now, when he woke up from this coma, he was desperate to see his dog Bullet. But it turns out when he went into this coma and all the whole hospital mm-hmm. fiasco went down, his dog, Bullet, went missing. Mm. And so, you know, Bubba is like distraught by this. You know, he immediately goes yeah. to Facebook. He starts going out there saying, hey, guys, if, if anybody's seen my dog, Bullet, please let me know. I miss him. You know, whatever. Well, somebody had seen Bullet. And it turns out he was dead. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wasn't dead. No, a 43-year-old woman named Kim Jopi, who runs an animal rescue shelter, had found Bullet on June 4th. These are the most interesting names. I'm saying, like, where did these <laughs> come from? So she found him on June 4th. He went missing on April 13th. So, like, where Bullet was between then and April 13th and June 4th, I have no idea. But she ended up finding him, and she reached out to Bubba and said, Hey, I got your dog. So she found the dog. And she reaches out to him, and she had actually got him neutered, microchipped, and gave him all his shots. 
So shout out to Kim. That was like, you know, the extra mile right there. And she ended up meeting up with uh, Bubba the next day, and he was tore up from the floor up when he got to see his dog again. Crying. He was. There's a video on it, and he's just like, just the ugliest man cry I've <laughs> ever seen. Just absolutely just getting abused. Little puppy dog. Yeah, but that dog was licking up on him, and it was, it was like I said, it's a wholesome, it wholesome story. I love it. But God is good. You know, God is good to Kim for, for fixing up his dog and finding him. And uh, we, we put... Pray for uh, Bubba and Bullet. Bubba they, and Bullet. Bubba and Bullet. So, anyways. But yeah, guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. I'm Cody. And I'm Sawyer. And we'll see you next week with another episode.